when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm, I'm ready to be, like, carried away <laughs> on a torrent of jizz. Oh, gross. God. I did Just not to know where that mood. was going. I didn't know where it was going until oh. I said it either. Oh, okay. It's not going to be as bad as that, listeners. So thank you, Matthew, for, like, paving the way with your disgusting jizz joke. Thanks. Um... Okay, this is, uh, we're, we're going to read a book here shortly. So um, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> I know, I'm, yeah, like, clearly I'm nervous about this. I'm babbling. I'm nervous too. And I'm really happy that <clears throat> we're no longer uh, doing video um, uh, podcast recording right now. So it's only right. audio. So I don't have to look at Matthew um, as I'm reading this chapter. Okay, so we, we should recap what happened oh, yeah, last yeah. time. Okay. Um, did I prepare for this? No. Uh, did I write the chapter from last time? Yes. Do I remember what happened? No. Do you want me to do it? Um, let's see. We can, let's let's try and do it together. Okay. okay. So, um, Trev, Trev tells Lenny. Okay, wait. No, they. Oh, off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> there was there's a lot of duct work conduit. Okay, forget it. Okay, shut up. Uh, so so Trev has having an existential crisis that he doesn't know if he has any friends, and it really right. stung him that that um, Lenny made a point to, to kind of mock him for for never having a friend. So he goes down all of his people to like... He goes down on all of his people. He goes down on all of his people, decides he does not have any friends. And then he does like a little memory lane action where he's uh, reminiscing about having his first job at McDonald's. I think this is to like get him away from thinking more about the fact that he doesn't have friends. Like yeah. I don't know why we got into that. but Possibly anyway. just padding out the chapter. Uh, possibly. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> No, so, no, no. It gives it, it's some it gives some real like like uh, flavor to the character. Like yeah, you some understand McDonald's flavor, right? Some special like, sauce flavor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you 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 see the time he got drenched in special sauce, like he was on a Nickelodeon <laughs> game show. Um, and uh, so so you know like why why he has this passion for for fast food. Yeah, he decides lamely that Sam might be his only friend. Um, and there just seem like more like acquaintances to me to be honest. Oh, for sure. And um, it, Emerald Balls gets talked about, maybe. This oh, uh, vegetarian, right. so good. kind of mildly culturally appropriative Mexican balls mm -hmm. sort of thing. Uh, what else happens? She finds out. Here's the, pl here's the plot development um, instead of just backstory. He finds out that Linny ate his balls. Yes. She, she liked it, even though she was drunk. Well, he finds out because he goes over to yeah, uh, yeah. Ova and Sam tells him and he yes. needs to go into the walk-in to measure for the conduit or whatever. <laughs> whatever, right? And uh, Lenny takes offense. She kicks him out and she's like, get the fuck out of here. And he is like mumbling about her pickled radishes looking pretty and she's just like get out yeah but but uh she says it in a way they're they're like face to face like yeah. six inches apart like, like spit is flying yeah it's like covid poor <laughs> choices are being made yeah but this this book takes place at a different time <laughs> that's true so they're like sp spitting at each other in anger and uh he tries to like i like the way you wrote this he tried to like stomp out but he can't because she's like blocking his path to like the very narrow walk-in so he mm -hmm. has to sort of like press up against her awkwardly and then sam of course shows up at that exact moment and it's I'll like be, i'll be I'll right come back. back later i'll come yeah. back later okay good, not i'll good be right recap. back thanks <laughs> yeah. all right 
okay, good. That that sort of like loosened up my 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 nerve muscles, my face muscles. That's, that's um, great. It's always good to loosen up your nerve muscles because yes. that's a real thing that exists. Yes, <laughs> it is right now. <laughs> I think I'm starting to sweat, Matthew. I have to take my sweatshirt oh. off. Hold on. <laughs> I don't think I've been this nervous in a while. Oh, this is great. This is good radio. <laughs> this is really actually the first time I think I've ever, A, wrote my own sex scene and B, read it uh, aloud. So so I want to ask you before you start, like, like so is build it, up. do you feel like, like it's an undue <sighs> burden to have to write straight sex? Um, or no. like just whatever you're, the, you're already like bathed in it culturally. So that is a rare, serious question from you. Matthew. I know, right? Yeah, and it's a good question. And I did not feel that way because, um, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about why yeah. I didn't feel that way. I, I shouldn't be upset that I didn't feel that way. But no, I I enjoyed it. Um, uh, writing it okay. much much more than I'm going to enjoy reading it. <laughs> and I also, you know, um, I don't want to get too far into that, but it's not that I'm inexperienced with sure, um, sex fair. with the, uh, having sex with the opposite sex. So it wasn't like I was completely foreign. Then I think that that would have been harder. Yeah. And by harder, that's a great word to get us into the next chapter. Oh, let's Here we get go. it. Let's get us into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> I am dying. All right. Enough stalling. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah, it's for you to say when it's your turn next week. Oh, I don't even want I'm to think about it. Be I'm rushing so you far along. out of my mind right now. Yeah, well, even though we're taping again like two days, two days now. from now. So you have forty-eight hours to write a sex scene. <laughs> oh no, I I can't I can't do it in forty-eight hours. Like yes, you, you know, can. I I need I need like time to let it breathe. Yeah. Like you know, don't don't rush me. All right. Okay, chapter eleven, Linny. Whew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His hand, I swear to God, I've, given, I've given speeches to, to I gave a speech once to 500 people I was just as nervous as I am right now wouldn't it be great if like, uh, if you were like dry mouth completely like uh, uh, that was this was a total lie and you had like gone off script uh -huh. and like uh -huh. there's no sex in this chapter at all you were just building it up like there was going to be yeah we would lose all of our listeners I think mm -hmm. <laughs> they'd like yeah, no. Yeah, the only reason they've they've plowed they've uh, you know slogged through these plowed? ten episodes. <laughs> that what you're say? <laughs> the only reason our, our, our listeners are like plowing through, and that's Matthew's sex <laughs> chapter. <laughs> okay. yeah, chapter twelve, Trev gets plowed. <laughs> okay, chapter eleven, Linny. His handwriting is sloppier than I would have expected. There's a few words I can't even make out. Does that word say pickle or pis <laughs> or pistol or pencil? I'm getting the gist of it from context, and I can tell you that the context is shit. Trev and his contractor need to be in my walk-in today for at least 15 minutes to figure out how efficiently they're going to fuck up my life for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. The note mentions I need to clear off the highest shelf on the left side of my walk-in. I'm imagining, first of all, that's a metaphor, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know what for, but I'm, I'm imagining like like um, like if you're taking like the stupid SATs and they like just put a word like, is this word pencil, pickle, or, <laughs> or pistol? Pistol. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I never actually say what the word was. It's fine. It was, it was definitely not either pickle, pistol, or pencil. The note mentions I need to clear off the highest shelf on the left side of the walk-in, which is, I guess, her ovary. 
<laughs> to continue what you said was a metaphor. That's right. God, he's he's in de- well endowed. If she has to clear out and over, with a, with a distinct curve to the left. <laughs> yeah, or right. Oh, right. The high yeah. shelf on the left. Good job. It depends on. Uh, are you like viewing her it from left, the woman? So, so if it's her left, then, yeah. it, then it would be a curve to the right. Yeah, it's definitely okay. her left. We're not Glad looking. We we're not taking this. the male view here. As I arrive at work, I'm mumbling under my breath. Do you even know how to? Do you even know how annoying it is to pull shit off the top shelf of a walk-in? And that's what, that's even when you need it for something, not just to unload it and reload it for something you don't even give one rat's ass about. God, you're such a fucking jerk. I'm literally talking to myself now, or really, I'm talking to him, but out loud, and he's not here. I've gone mental. This is what he's turned me into, a pent-up, mumbling, red-faced, cautionary tale of stress gone wild. Oh, that's that a good sentence. Thank you. Like, genuinely enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. At least they're coming early before anyone on staff gets here. Stress oh, gone yeah, wild are. is like a really, like, uh, cringing, cringeworthy porn series, right? Yes, really. <laughs> it's like a, it's a like, bunch of execs <laughs> like pushing <laughs> pencils around and shitting themselves. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I take it back. It sounds great. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> At least they're coming early before anyone on staff gets here. They won't be as in the way. Did you they... pause because you were waiting yes. for me to say something yes, about I was, coming early? Yeah, I was just like, I heard it. I'm like, okay, like, I'm but not going to reward this. Of course, course that would this. be the contractor and Trev coming early. So that's a different side yeah. story. <laughs> they won't be as in the way as they as they could. I grab the stepladder, open up the walk-in, let the cold air rush through me. I just had an idea for what we should do for a bonus episode. I don't yeah. know if any of our listeners would actually do this, but if if one of our listeners wrote fanfic set uh-huh. in the Seized by Balls universe and we would have to read it, no matter oh, how yes. gross. Oh, yes. <laughs> Isn't that a good idea? That's a really good idea. And I also love that it takes a lot of the work out for us. Uh, yes. <laughs> I thought I didn't know where you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to say if one of our listeners wants to record something in a walk-in. I don't know why I went there. Or that you and I would record at a walk-in. If one of our listeners wants to record something from inside their own ovary. <laughs> I mean, Please, we know, the left we know one that, only. Right. We're not monsters. Yeah, no, if you, if you cheat and like go inside the right ovary and send us a message from there, we'll know. Yeah, and not that we're ovary shaming, because if you don't have ovaries, that's okay too. Just that take, is okay. Just record your podcast in the space where the ovary was. Right, exactly. It's more roomy. Or if it was never there at all, like You're, just just get up in there somewhere. Just get up in there. And if you don't have access up in there, <laughs> there's an ADA ramp that we should get you. Okay. Right. I grab the stepladder, open up the walk-in, let the cold air rush through me. Walk-ins are safe spaces for chefs. It's where we go to get a breath, cool the sweat on our brows, hide, regroup, cry, even have gossipy conversations with the servers. They are I assume nearly, this is all true. It is all true. Yeah. They are nearly soundproof. No windows. Just you and your thoughts cool down to 38 degrees. Oh, that would be a great place to record the podcast because right now, like, <laughs> I, you know, my family is like right outside the door and I'm, I'm afraid of what they're going to hear next episode. <laughs> oh, God. True. It takes coordination to move around in such a tight space. Am I right? Yeah. You have to be real close to someone if you're both going to do the dance of grabbing stuff and moving it from point A to point B. Oh, wow. That's the sexiest thing you've ever said to me. The dance of grabbing stuff and moving it from point A to point point B. B. Back when I was a line cook, I got lovingly hazed by the other cooks one day. 
I was the only woman cook and learning how to snap my towel across the ass of the dudes I worked with was literally how I protected myself from constant abuse. I remember that day I was carrying a sheet tray into the walk-in. I balanced it up against the outside wall while I carefully opened the door, negotiated my way in, and shimmied past the produce boxes to the back wall where we had a rolling cart. I Again, I know I've said this before, but I... I feel like it's a little unfair that you get to write based on your own personal experiences and all my stuff is completely made up based on like what I think real estate or working fast food or like being a rich guy might be like. <laughs> okay, Matthew, to make it up to you, our next book will be about um, financial software. Okay. Now you're talking, now you're speaking my language. Okay. Spreadsheets just like plastered all over the book. <laughs> I slid the tray onto the rack and that's when the lights went out. Nice rack. Oh, you're welcome. I heard... <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I thought you were complimenting me. And that's what you say when you get a compliment. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm nervous. I know. This is great. <laughs> Thank you. Whew. I think I did that yesterday, too. When someone said, said you're welcome. Nice, so... I said you're welcome. I kind of like it. It kind of sounds like something you would say. It sounds like a friendly thing to say when someone says something nice. Yeah, I mean, you're you're welcome for, for like me, like gracing you with this rack. <laughs> I slid the tray onto the rack, and that's when the lights went out. I heard the voice of one of my buddies laughing and the sound of his body outside holding the door closed. I didn't even bother to fight to open it. It would have been pointless. So I leaned back against the rack, reached to exactly where I knew there was a few Cokes tucked in a corner, cracked one open, and gave in to the enforced break I was granted. I brought the can up to my lips, and that's when I felt the hand around my ankle. <gasps> Another cook, a former army guy, had slid his way into the walk-in while I had my back turned and stayed there on the floor in the dark, waiting for me to accept my fate locked oh into a dark Oh my God. Did this box. happen to you? It sure did. Oh, wow. I screamed and kicked wildly at him while he laughed his ass off. Two days later, for revenge, I walked behind him while he bent over to grab something out of the low boy, and I slowly filled his dance coat clogs with warm water. Nice. I'm smiling remembering these times, back when my job was done when I clocked out, and we'd all go to the bar and drink until 2 a.m., and then start it all over again the next day. I grabbed the case of butter off the top rack, stepped down one rung, and that's when the door opens, and I feel him behind me. Linny, he says, let Wait, me help you. <laughs> We're we're moving we're moving between between like the flashback and the present and yes. it's it's causing it's causing me some literary whiplash. So now is so it? now this this is Trev, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I put in some dots across the page <laughs> for you for your cool. benefit. Linger on the dots as long as you can. <laughs> and then I grab the case of butter off the top rock, stop step down one rung, and that's when the door opens and I feel him behind me. Linny, he says, let me help you. No, I got it, I say. It's more of a reflexive habit than my desire. To not accept help from men in the kitchen unless absolutely necessary. Even though I've worked hard not to structure my own kitchen on this model of macho independence, it's hard to shake the training that asking for help shows weakness. Really, let me help you, he says, as he puts one hand on the small of my back to support me as I step down onto the concrete floor. Mm -hmm. He grabs the case out of my hands like it's nothing and takes it outside and comes right back in. Hand me stuff, he smiles. I'm not just a pretty face. Wait, that's yeah. Trav talking? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is what he would say. Yeah. I hand him a case of cream that is leaking, and I tuck it right <laughs> against his chest. Because <laughs> remember we talked about last time all the white 
liquids well, everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like a, this a, is for you. A, a, a case of cream that's leaking is so gross. I hand him a case of cream that is leaking and I tuck it right against his chest where I'm sure it will leave an awkward white smear. But also like I don't like is it okay to serve that? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, he asks, and then doesn't even wait for an answer because he steps out to take a call. While I wait for him, I check on the charcuterie project I have going on. The brazala is ready, and I've moved it in here to firm it up a bit before I serve it on our nice, meat and nice cheese brazala. board. <laughs> before I serve it on our meat and cheese board later this week. I bring out a little knife I carry in my pocket and cut off a small piece, lean back against the rack, and chew the slightly sweet, slightly funky meat. <laughs> okay, I, I, I like the foreshadowing. Uh, Trev opens the door, comes back in, and informs me that the contractor is running late. Great. What do you have there? And what or who do I have to do to get some of that? I know he's flirting with me. I remember somewhere far back what that feels like. Maybe the cold box we're standing in has frozen my anger. <laughs> What's up? Cold box. <laughs> you, you, you seemed really disappointed earlier, like when when uh, you said it made an obvious double entendre, and I ignored it. So I'm going to try not to yeah, let that you. happen again. Thank you very much. Maybe the cold box we're standing in has frozen my anger, but suddenly, with no clue what is compelling me, I flick open my knife, cut off a piece of meat, and step towards him, holding the knife with the meat out in front of me. <gasps> oh, that's that's a uh, that's a bold maneuver. He takes a step back, hitting his back hard on the closed door because I'm coming, I'm coming at him with my knife open. And well, uh -huh. rightfully so, he can't be sure of what the hell my intentions are. I hold the piece of meat off the knife with my thumb and he slowly, carefully takes it from me and brings the rosy slice to his mouth. Wait, excuse She holds the piece of meat off the knife with her thumb? Mm-hmm. You haven't seen someone do that? I'll show you. Okay. You, you just, you're, you, you've sliced it and then you pin it to the side of the knife and hold it slice it and then you pin it yeah i have no idea what you're talking about someday okay i watch him chew it slow it's kind of like how like if you were out out in the bush you would just like slice a little bit of meat off something and you just kind of hold it there with a knife so that you can hand it to someone and then go right back to slicing again okay I, i'm sure once you show me i'll say okay i've seen someone do that before yeah when, when i was like you know in, in the bush <laughs> bushwhacking or whatever you, you do you did notice i said in the bush right? yeah yeah uh -huh. <laughs> i hold a piece of oh i already said that like if you live in australia and people talk about the bush all the time just like it stopped being funny at some point well because they call it the fanny don't they i i mean i, I think, think they call it the fanny so i don't think that the bush if you said you were standing out in the fanny everybody would laugh i think in australia people know what a bush is yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, the forest. Yeah, fine. I hold the piece of meat off the knife with my thumb, <clears throat> the diagram coming soon, mm -hmm. to Matthew, and he slowly, carefully takes it from me and brings the rosy slice to his mouth. Hi, I'm rosy slice. I suddenly got very dry in the mouth. Uh, and while, while you're doing that, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my new character, rosy slice, uh, charcuterie <laughs> wizard. <laughs> I like that. No, I that's the name of my charcuterie bar. Rosie's, Rosie the, the Rosie Slice. Or Rosie, Rosie Slice's ham, 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 a Tory. That, that sounds normal. 
And you sounded very natural saying that. <laughs> so the commercials are just going to be wonderful. <laughs> Can you do this commercial That's spot right. again? We, we made the commercials before we had totally uh, settled on a name for the establishment. We're right back we to just, John Cocktoasted again. Right. We had to get this commercial on the air. Like, you know, the, the business is hemorrhaging money. And, uh, you know, we got to start getting some foot traffic into Rosie's Slices. The Rosie Slices ham. ham oh, my God. Hammatorium. Okay. By the way, a shout out to to my friend Kate, who uh, listens to this show. Uh, is a is a, I would call her a super fan because she remembers far more than I ever do, uh, which isn't hard because my memory is horrible. But anyway, I saw her recently, and she said, "I wanted to let you know that um, I got in the mail all those address labels. I'm trying to figure out how to use them." Oh, remember when we talked about that? On the oh, show? I do remember that. Yeah. Yes, I said I was going to keep the listeners updated. Uh, yeah. The next How time I used it? a, a uh, return address label, uh-huh. hasn't happened yet. Well, you're supposed to send me something. I was? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't either, but I'm just, it sounds like something I would ask for. <laughs> okay, so like I'm supposed to use one of my yeah. address labels. I'm supposed to waste one of my address labels that yes. I paid for on you? Um, okay. There's so many falsehoods in that uh-huh. <laughs> sentence. The, tr- the president is wearing off on you. I don't think I can put this off any longer. Okay. I'm not reading from the book. That's do you, me do speaking. you want me to like try and be quiet during, during like the, the uh, juicy part? <sighs> I don't, I don't want to wanna... stop saying juicy. It's always the word that comes to mind and I hate myself every time. I don't want to box you in Matthew. <laughs> so you, you do you. Okay. And that doesn't mean masturbate. Please don't do that right now. <laughs> uh, I didn't really thought about it, the you do you thing. That really does, it. You, yeah. It does have a masturbatory connotation, yeah. Connotation, okay. I watch him chew it slowly, close his eyes, and savor it. The thing is, is when Trev is not talking, not promoting, not loudly bragging in his business meetings, when he's just here in front of me, savoring my food with no one else around... No sound but the whir of the industrial fan in our ears. He's as delectable as the cured sweet meat that I made with my own sweet hands. <laughs> I I like this, that uh, she, she really likes him as long as he never opens his mouth. Uh-huh. At least not to speak. I take one more small step, and I'm right in front of him now. I impulsively put my fingers on his chest, dabbing away the cream on the buttons of his Oxford. <laughs> what are you doing? He asks, his hand reaching up to grab mine. His face is inches from mine. More out of curiosity than anything else, I take my hand from his, reach up, and touch the stubble on his face. Trev, for once, is speechless. I move my hand to his hair and run the fingers of my left hand through it. Once. That, that sounded oddly like like her hand was not totally connected to her body. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it sounded like she was hand, using like a dead her arm. right hand to move her left hand <laughs> through his hair. Or she fell asleep in the walk-in. Or, I mean, her arm fell asleep yep. in the walk-in because it's so cold. So she had to lift her left yep, arm exactly. up and then thunk it on his head. Don't say a word, I say quietly. Don't ruin this like you've ruined everything. Ooh. I realize I still have the knife open in my other hand. <gasps> which partially explains why he is, as, he is as obedient and quiet as I've ever seen him. I put the knife down on the shelf, and that's when he grabs me, firmly. He pushes me back against the rack on the far wall. I let him. I want him to spite all my anger. Okay, don't say anything for the next paragraph. Okay. I can't do it. The, I was just going to observe that the word rack appears so many so times, many times. already per- in this chapter. Yay! 
I let him. I want him despite all my anger. I realize in that moment that my rage is the flip side of this out-of-control desire. This is the end game of my nighttime dreams, my waking <sighs> fantasies. We stare at each other for a full five seconds. Is this happening? Our eyes ask. Really? Now? In here? The answer comes with his lips on mine, at first soft, exploring, and then harder. I feel desire well up in me, almost painful. I want to yell, cry, hit him, have him. His hands are all over my body, and we're kissing harder now. His lips are impossibly full, his tongue exploring. I feel him now, growing harder as he presses into me, and I reach down and I grab him through his perfectly pressed pants. I grab him, <laughs> I grab him as hard as he is. I grab him harder than he expected, and he takes a small step back, half shocked, half scared. He looks over his shoulder to confirm that the knife is still on the shelf. <laughs> he cups my face in his hand. If this is how I die, I will have really lived. And then it's on. He's grabbing for my pants, and I'm pulling at his belt. It's all hands, mouths, lips. He picks me up and carries me one long step, brushing away the duck confit, the preserved lemons, the Niswa's olives. <laughs> he reaches in his wallet with his left hand, realizing too late his other hand is holding me up on a shelf. I grab the condom out of his He's wallet. He's holding her up with one hand? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> is he I the Hulk? <laughs> I grab the condom out of his wallet, mumbling, of course you have a fucking condom in your wallet. I rip it open with my teeth. Exactly who the fuck am I right now? I don't know. I don't care. I want him to fuck away all of this rage, all of this anger, and fast before the contractor opens that door. Mm -hmm. When he enters me, it's as if I've been waiting for him for months. It's a long drink of water when you're bone dry parched. <laughs> Wrong analogy. There's nothing bone dry about this. He grabs me right in the. He looks me. He grabs me. He looks me right in the eyes as he goes deeper. And after one full breath, I grab his back, grab his hair, lean into his ear, and say, "Fuck me, you absolute piece of shit. Fuck me." <laughs> wow. Th wow. <laughs> well. Like, um. I mean, like, like there was more. There was more like psychological stuff to it than I expected. I think that's the only way I could get through it. Yeah. Um, is that is that the end of the chapter? That is. Oh wow. Um, okay. So. <laughs> now, okay. I I mean I think my job for the next chapter. First of all, like. We, we don't have to talk about this now, but I, I don't remember, like, what, like, splits them back up again. I know, like, every romance novel, they have to get together, and yeah. then they have to have some misunderstanding or something and break well, up again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't remember what how that's going to happen. Um, well, we don't want to give it away. I remember, but okay, I'm not going to give it away. I think, so I think my, my assignment for the next chapter is just kind of, like, to tell this from his perspective. Yep. yep. And, like, I think, I think I'm going to, like go into more detail <laughs> be just because like i have to fill this whole chapter and i don't need to like retell i mean i don't know what's going on in in lenny's mind when i'm when i'm in trev's perspective and trev is dumb so <laughs> he's not doing a lot of thinking uh i don't know your your job is to actually to flesh them out a little bit so to oh, speak. i'm gonna flesh things out don't you worry yeah, but I think I, I, I am encouraging you, Matthew, to, for each chapter to actually be giving him more more depth. Okay. So I would love to hear it from his perspective, but also just, you know, getting to, to believe he's a 
fully fleshed out character. Yeah. But also like uh you 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 stopped shy of the climax. Mm. And I feel like well, I want to get that can, in there. You can keep going. Okay. Thanks. You know. You're welcome. <laughs> I was just teasing you. <laughs> yeah, no, I could tell. Uh yeah, and I was like I was actually more interested in the psychological like what would take uh someone like her who has pretty much hated him the whole way through. He represents everything she doesn't like. He's actually trying to take down her business and might actually take down her business mm-hmm. and all of her friends and all of that. And what would it compel her to actually want to have sex with him? I know. And that's so, that's what I was kind of stuck on, what I've been stuck on, like up till this point. So I think that yeah. I think that was good. So I think it needed a little bit of the uh, psychological uh, slash violent overtures <laughs> to make it believable in my mind. Yeah, no, I just didn't realize that's where we, we were going. And now yeah. now I have to stick to it, I guess. <laughs> This book, this book is 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 gotten out of our control entirely. It is, yeah. It's it's spiraled out of control in like mm-hmm. in like a uh, psychological nightmare. <laughs> like we're we're going to be writing in a fugue state. Uh-huh. It's writing itself actually now. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Where we could get we could get fans to write their own, and then it's writing it that our work is writing itself. That's right. Okay, so if you here's here's uh, our pitch to our fans. If you want to write the next chapter of Seized by Balls, we'll turn over our Patreon earnings for the. <laughs> it's good for yourself. Speaking half of which, of them. just Patreon, <laughs> Yeah, just my half. Patreon.com/slash litbc, uh, where you can chuck a couple of bucks at us, uh, and we'll keep doing this uh, for two dollars yeah. a month. Uh, you get some bonus episodes, and like I said, we have not yet done a Seized by Balls bonus episode, but we really need to do that. And soon. Yeah. And um, have you been enjoying have you been enjoying this? Or would you like us to go back to our regularly scheduled programming? Uh give us uh, some feedback on Oh, Facebook. I don't know if we want to hear that though. Like what if everyone wants us to go back? I guess That's I okay. guess if everyone wants us to go back, then we can like save a lot of time writing a book. That is absolutely true. So, you know, like let us know your your true your true thoughts. What do what do you think? Some people have been very very kind. Um they're liking it, but if you you know, if you're missing the old stuff, do let us know. If you have any suggestions of where you want the book to go. Uh, we like talking to you and keep reaching out. And uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash look inside TBC, which uh, stands for look inside this uh, Brasala container. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, um, what and- do I do, Matthew? What do I do for the rest of my day? Like my last, <laughs> like, my, I don't know. I, I like, you know, got so nervous. I felt like I needed a shot of tequila. I was sweating. I had to read this to you. The last words were, fuck me. And now I have like a day to do. Like what what happens next? I mean, you do you, I guess. Mm, that's probably what's going to happen. Okay. Anyway, what were you going to say? Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I see now I, I, it's becoming real to me that I have to write my chapter. <laughs> 48 soon, hours, dude. Yeah. 48 like, hours. It, this is what that movie 48 hours was about. <laughs> you um, wanted it to be six weeks, but it really was 48 right. hours. Um, and like, uh, you know, there's got to be something about like like how hard your nipples get in a in a walk in, right? Um, well, <laughs> and I, I don't mean just hers; I mean both of them. Well, you, you know, you can do that. You can write that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait 48 hours to see what you've come come up with. Sorry, if, listeners, you're gonna wait a little bit longer than that, but I can't wait. I'm gonna torture you. <laughs> <laughs> you took so much pleasure out of how stressed I was. Paybacks are a bitch. All right, like I'm just gonna, 
I'm going to try and write this as if you're never going to hear it. <laughs> I mean, let alone the listeners. I'm not even, I'm not thinking about anyone, just, just the characters and like what they would do. All right. Get to work. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> I'm still going to need a shot of tequila. Oh, I know. I've, 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 I've spiked my secret water with secret tequila. Oh, gosh.